reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said, Amen, amen, I say to you, whoever does not enter a sheepfold through the gate, but climbs over elsewhere, is a thief and a robber. But whoever enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens it for him, and the sheep hear his voice. As the shepherd calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has driven out all his own, he walks ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they recognize his voice. But they will not follow a stranger, they will run away from him because they do not recognize the voice of strangers. Although Jesus used this figure of speech, the Pharisees did not realize what he was trying to tell him. So Jesus said again, Amen, amen, I say to you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. A thief comes only to steal and slaughter and destroy. I came so they might have life and have it more abundantly. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, good morning. I don't know if any of you have had this opportunity to just sit back. Maybe you're visiting another country. Maybe you even grew up in an environment like this where you've stepped outside, you walked outside, and all of a sudden there it was on the other side of a hill was a shepherd leading a bunch of sheep. Maybe you have had this experience, maybe not. So sometimes a gospel passage like this, because Jesus is speaking to the people of his time, but, he, but he's also speaking to us in the today of his life, through, through our, our, our life, through his living word. But for those who haven't had that experience, I'll share with you a little my, my own experience. I was in, when I was in the army, I was in Germany, and I was north of Frankfurt, and it was kind of like a farming field and all that stuff, and I remember stepping out of my residence where I was staying, which was in a small little German town with nobody spoke English. And I would go to my job, uh, the military base across the street. But there was always, every day at like four o'clock, I would see this shepherd up on the hill. And he was up on the hill on the far side in the pasture and he had his sheep. And at times I kind of scratched my head and would be intrigued and kind of watch him and how the sheep followed him and how there was always like a lead sheep. There was always a lead sheep. So he called the lead sheep's name and lead sheep would have a bell around the neck and the bell would start ringing and all, it was just amazing. All the sheep would just kind of like go in line and they'd hear the voice of the shepherd and they'd go. Later, many years later, I had the grace of living in Italy, in Rome, and where our seminary was, where about 400 of us were, we'd study during the afternoon after lunch and everything. Then we'd have a break 
And I remember praying my rosary and we'd all walk off on our own different parts of the campus. And I go down this hill to where the sports fields were and off to the side, on the other side was a shepherd. Now he had an ATV, <laughs> he had a four wheeler, but there was a shepherd with sheep. And again, I would be intrigued watching this shepherd lead his sheep, cause sheep and now the sheep would come by, by his voice they'd recognize. And once again, totally different country, totally different language the shepherd was speaking in. The voice recognized the voice of that shepherd and there was that sheep with that bell that leads, and they all got in line and they go and they follow the sheep. And they, there they go and then boom, as the sun's setting, they hit the crest of the hill and they go down the other side and he's like, wow, that's just fascinating. It's fascinating. Well, when Jesus speaks to us in the living word of today and he speaks to us about being the gate I am the gate. What is he talking about when he was talking to the Pharisees of that time? Well, in the time of Jesus, when a shepherd took their sheep out into the pasture, it came oftentimes towards the end of the night where it'd start to get dark, and that's when thieves and robbers and wolves would come because sheep in the time of Jesus were a very, very precious commodity. Think of some of the things that are very important to you in your world of the day that you safeguard in your home. You have a garage with a garage door opener. You keep your car safe. You lock it up. You have alarms. You have all this stuff. Well, sheep were a special commodity. And they didn't have the systems like ring and all these alarms and stuff that you have with cameras all over the place. They didn't have it. So what would they do? They would literally and I'm not gonna do like I did to the middle schoolers on their retreat last night, right? They kinda laid down on the ground like you do when you're in ordination as a priest. But I was like, let me, let me give you an image here to the middle schoolers at their retreat, which was awesome last night. Doing a great job with the retreat for those young ones. Drove up and drove back. But the good shepherd, if you can imagine this little, little, little lane here, if the good shepherd was out in like the mountainside and everything, he would find a place where there was like a cave up in there where there was one way in and one way out. There's an image that Ben's gonna put up on the, on the screen, which was a common one if you're in an open field, right? So you have this image of uh, a rock jetty kind of wall where, see where there's one way in and one way out. Now it may have been higher than something like this, right? So wolves can't get in or whatever, but literally the good shepherd would lay down his life for his sheep, the little alleyway would lay right down at night with his staff and would go to sleep. So if anybody tried to come in, they would have to go over the sides of the wall and he'd hear the sheep. But the most common route would be come right through, so they'd have to step right over and go back and the good shepherd would stand up and protect his sheep, would protect his sheep. And so Jesus is talking here about that he, the good shepherd, has come, and at the end he says, I came that they might have life and have it more abundantly. Jesus also says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. He also says, anybody who hears my voice will follow me. The voice of truth, the one who guides us in the way, the one who brings us life. And Jesus came to bring us life, but he didn't come to stay forever in this life, as he told Pilate. My kingdom is not of this world. He came to bring us to an even greater life. 
which is eternal life, is eternal life. My brothers and sisters of Christ, we are on a journey. We are on a journey in this life, and as we journey through life, all of us, as part of our journey, it's brought us here to Charlotte, North Carolina. Some have been here longer. Some have been here a shorter period of time. Like last night with the middle schoolers, they were on their retreat, and it was great, and I'm like, they're talking, and they're out playing their games, and I was talking to one of the boys that I saw, who I saw every now and then at Mass, and he's like, Father, this is the first time I've ever come to something like this, but I love it, and I'm gonna keep coming. So he's on his journey as a middle schooler. Independent of our age, we're journeying. And the challenge for us is there's many, many competing voices. I don't need to tell you about the competing voices that you have in your life, but I know I have a lot that can be in my own life. And so as we journey, what can happen is we're journeying and we can get mesmerized in the journey about the pastures off to the side. And we can move to those other voices and go that way and get caught up in the journey and just get stuck in one spot where our Lord is calling us, where we're called to be, keep walking, keep journeying. Hear my voice, I'm calling you somewhere. And it's like, even if we stand still, the escalator's still moving, you know what I mean? Like in the airports, you're still gonna be going to eternity. But our Lord wants us to turn to him and hear his voice. If today you hear the, the, the voice of the Lord, harden not your hearts, right? He's calling out to us. So I was with one of the dads last night at the retreat, it was, it was awesome, with the middle schoolers were there and you're having a meal and I was telling Father Mike when we were having our coffee this morning, in the morning I said, man, it's so, it's so awesome. Sometimes it's an hour and a half journey to go up there, you know, and sometimes it can be hard, but it, it was so awesome because I got to sit with this dad at the table for like an hour and we're talking. And you see, this dad was there for his son. And the dad was talking. He's like, Father, you know me. You know, we're immigrants. We came in not too long ago, two years ago, from another country where our country has suffered a lot and everything and their difficulty and everything. And we're just talking about stuff. And he said, Father, you know, there was, a, there was a dad, another dad who goes to our school. And I was able to talk to this dad. And Father, with the help of the Holy Spirit, I was able to bring this dad back to church. And I'm like, wow, tell me how you did it. And he said, well, I just asked him. I saw him and a good friend, but they, their life was very, very busy. Many, many things going on. Good things, but many, many things going on. But they weren't, they weren't you could see that they, were, they weren't coming and encountering Jesus in a way. So I just asked him, I said, at the end of your life, at the end of your life, how are you gonna measure success? What's gonna be the rule of success? It was just a question. And he just said, in innocence, kind of like speaking of the voices of the world that tell you, well, um, money? And he goes, no, I mean, you're not gonna take that with you. And they were good friends, so they were able to talk. And he goes, well, maybe the, the, the things I have here, he goes, no, you're, you're not gonna be able to take any of that with you. And then so finally, as they're talking, the guy said, well, how would you measure success? And he goes, the way I measure success is when I look at the first people that God's given me to be disciples, my children, that I'm able to lead them to the good shepherd so that, not that I give them all the answers, but they're able to hear his voice so as they journey through the rest of their life and every competing voice comes at them, my children will know how to hear the voice of the shepherd and will follow him. That's my sign of success. That's what he said. And by saying that, 
that alone brought this man back to want to get more engaged in the life of his parish. Beautiful. Beautiful. My brothers and sisters in Christ, I'll close with this. And it's an invitation. How would the ears of your heart change and be a little more in tune to the voice of the good shepherd if if you broke open the living word of God a little more each day? Maybe you do it every day. Maybe it's, maybe it's the various you can see in the bulletin, the Bible studies that are going on, the books, the little podcasts on scripture, Father Mike Schmidt in a year, whatever it is, the different things that, that what, can, what can you do? And it can happen over a cup of coffee. It can happen on your vacation. It can literally happen as you get ready to go off to work that you have a Bible in your, by your bedside or in the front, by the front door, and you just open it up and you read a passage, a passage that is helpful to you, and then you carry it and turn it over in your heart. This dad who was talking about bringing that person back to church said, you know what, Father? Every important life, life lesson is in the Bible. And I'm like, okay. And he says, I sit down with my family, this dad, I break open the word of God and we have a theme. I don't read it to him, I always have a theme. I talk to him about finances, it's in scripture. I talk to him about justice, it's in scripture. Talk to him about joy, it's in scripture. And I read him that and we reflect on that. So let, let the voice of the good shepherd lead you in your life. And at the end of our life, my brothers and sisters in Christ, this is how it'll be. He's the gate. He's the gate to heaven. When we pass from this life to the next and everybody, we will come before the good shepherd, the voice that we've heard. And when he says, they will come in and go out, it's this. Here's eternal life. An encounter with the good shepherd, Jesus Christ, right there in front of us. We will come in and we will come in by the gift of our faith will bring us there. It's our faith that brings us there. We walk by faith and not by sight. Our faith will bring us to the gate and bring us to the Lord. And then what will happen? We will go out without faith. Faith will not be needed in heaven. We will go out with the beatific vision we will go out looking at the glory of God and his, and we will go out to those green pastures. It'll be a coming in with faith. And then a going out with the eyes of our hearts wide open to the glory of God. As St. Paul said, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, what God has in store for those who love him. Let's tune the ears of our heart to the voice of our good shepherd and the eyes of our heart to where we're going, eternal life on high, amen.